0: No purchase necessary. we were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Blog Talk Radio. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You already know what time, what time it is. It's that official time when we take this worldwide. Wide. Let's go.
0: So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it
2: up You
3: are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling.
2: Indeed,
3: indeed, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show episode 337. I am Chris Featherstone. As always, follow us at Crave Wrestling on Twitter and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. We have a really, really awesome night in store for you tonight. We're going to have some fun. As always, tonight's uh, weekly interview goes to someone who uh, has been in WWE, has been in ECW, WWE's version of ECW. And also uh, has some time in uh, Impact Wrestling or TNA as well. And uh, he, he's got a long, he's got some awesome, awesome stories to tell that he's going to share with us for the next two weeks. Actually, this interview is a two-parter. Uh, some really, really good stuff for both weeks. Uh, uh, it's going to leave you with a little bit of a cliffhanger uh, going into his next chapter. Uh, he's going to start off with some WWE and. Uh, he's going to talk about just some some highs and lows there and working with Kelly Kelly and there's a lot of stuff uh, this person is going to uh, share over the past over the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be really, really fun. Very, very very, very riveting interview to listen to. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into the interview with Mike Knox, former WWE star Mike Knox, uh, of course, at the, uh, at the other side. We have uh, headlines, of course, Raw and SmackDown, uh, grading and uh, review, uh, and we also are going to have Hell in a Cell predictions. For the week this week is uh, another fan's choice. Uh, the fans have been tweeting, and they've uh, uh, they've spoken. They love this, these fan choice tournaments. So i got another fan choice tournament that I'll tell on the other side. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Knox, enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is Chris Featherstone with the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. I'm really excited to have this guest on the show this week of my uh, weekly wrestler interviews. Um, you know, it's it's so funny, man, because uh, personally, I've been in the business for for a while now, as far as journalism, wrestling wise. Uh, about close to, I don't know, ten years now. About yeah, about ten years. Um, Really heavy the past six or seven or so, and uh, I've got to uh, commence some really good relationships with uh, many, many wrestlers. And, you know, out of all the people that I've interviewed um, on the show, I, I people ask me this, and I tell them that I'm going to get them a specific number. I think right now, if I can have a ballpark figure, it's probably like maybe 115, maybe, uh, on the show, uh, on the podcast since it started, it's probably it's probably more, but I'm going to say like 115. Of all those wrestlers that I've interviewed, um, there's there's so there's there certain wrestlers that I can tell has um, that that I've that I form a pretty cool relationship with. And uh, this person um, just really met him <laughs> a few weeks ago, and we've talked on the phone a few times. And this person is a really He's one of those. He's one of those people, out of those list of of wrestlers that I'm glad that I formed a relationship with because he's funny, <laughs> he's 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 hilarious, and uh, he, he's 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 good. He's he's an awesome person, man. Uh, as far as just uh, uh, just just a, a caring and and just uh, someone who um, you'd, you'd love talking on the phone with for a while, which I have. <laughs> so. Uh, so I'm really excited to bring this person on the show tonight. Uh, he's been in WWE. He's been in impact wrestling. He's been in WWE's version of ECW and various other independent, uh, wrestling promotions across the globe, uh, in his 20 years of professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to bring to you tonight, Mike Knox. How are you tonight, sir?
0: I'm doing good. You know how hard it was for me not to interrupt you when you were saying all that nice stuff about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, man. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a good time.
3: Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I uh, we we got some fun things to talk about. Like like um you know like I share with the listeners. Uh, we we talked on the phone off you know off air on the phone about some some things and uh, just some funny stuff uh, about just your time and wrestling. Uh, but let's step away from that for a second, and just to let the listeners know, just what you're doing now. One thing that I I've said this on my show before, I love when professional wrestlers uh, find a career outside of the WWE or 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 whatever federation or promotion they're they're wrestling for because the lack of benefits, the lack of, you know, saving money.
2: Um, yeah, the, stability. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, the lack of you know, insta- you know the lack of stability, uh, unfortunately, leaves you know w- people who were legends in the '80s and '90s, you know, still wrestling now at you know 60 and even 70 years old. Now, you know, of course, there's some. I've had like Bill Dundee and Bush Whacker, uh Luke on my show before. They're up there and they still love love it. You know, they they don't have to wrestle, but you know, there's others who they'll have to wrestle just to you know pay for their rent for their apartment and they're 70 something years old you know which is a sad case
0: but yeah, you know yeah and you got to understand the same at the same time it's almost a sickness you get addicted yep. to it oh yeah I mean I, I knew that I wanted to do it since I was a kid
2: mm-hmm.
0: and even now like my body's kind of breaking down and I don't do a whole lot anymore but every time somebody calls me, it's like, oh yeah, man, mm-hmm. yeah, I got this idea and I got that idea and it's yep. gonna be great. I wish I could have done this here, but I can't, so I'm gonna do it, you know, yep. in front of 150 people or something. It's, uh, yeah, it's. I can see why people just keep going back over, yeah. and, over and over again.
3: Absolutely, man, I I can too, um, and, and like you said, it is it is it really is an addiction, man. You know, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I've seen documentaries uh, of people who. Um, you know, just mentally and physically are just really exhausted and spent, but there's just something about the business that just keeps them coming. Um, you know, thankfully, there's people who still like, you know, still appreciate the business, still have interest in the business, but uh, are, you know, uh, decide to, you know, start companies or work for companies or just really have a successful life outside the business you know to, to be financially secure and stable you made that decision thankfully uh to uh dive into the world of real estate let the listeners know what your current endeavors are
0: you know i uh, i did that when i stopped wrestling i i worked a couple other jobs and it was kind of like okay this isn't really this isn't utilizing my special abilities of talking to people and you know i spent 20 years building relationships all over the country yep and uh you know that means something to me i with the fans and talking to the boys and like all of that, you know I just I feel so much at home with the wrestling fans and with the other with the other wrestlers that some of them haven't made it, some of them have yeah. but uh I feel like I can talk to them like I'm talking to a preacher, you know like I can confess all my sins to them, and i can I, I know that they won't judge me, and I won't ever judge them mm-hmm. uh I decided to get my real estate license. And I started to try to think outside the box a little bit, and I want to be able to help the regular wrestling fans and, you know, a lot of the boys out there, too, because one of my biggest regrets of my career is not owning property whenever I was making money. Mm -hmm. Living, you know, I was renting, and I just kept going and going and going, and it's like now I'm 40 years old, and I'm just right now buying my first house, Mm -hmm. and I only did that because of the knowledge I learned, you know, in getting into the real estate business. Now, what I want to do and what I've been doing is I'm helping put the wrestling fans in touch with the right agent for them.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, If they're looking for their first house or if they need any kind of like mortgage advice or anything like that, I want them to get a hold of me first. Uh, It won't cost them any money. It doesn't cost them a cent. I just want to help them out. I want to get them on the right path. And I'd be happy to talk with them, tell them some fun wrestling stories, and get them going on the right direction, so that they can own property and they can start living the life that they that they really really deserve.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you're on the road and you're doing your wrestling and you you know you're gone you know 250 260 days out of the year, you're only home one day a week or two days a week. You know you underestimate the happiness of walking into a house that you that you love being in. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's just like anything else. There's a million different reasons to buy or sell or, you know, the life happens, man. You know, something's good, new jobs, you know, new new family, larger, you know, you get better money. So you want to upgrade and, you know, there's stuff that ain't that good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that people aren't intimidated or afraid to go out there and get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Get the best, get the best kind of house, get the best place, you know, be in the happiest place that they can possibly be in. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and I really, really want to do that with the wrestling fans. And no matter where you're at in the country, I can help you. I'd love it if you guys would just shoot me an email. Think about you, think about your family, think about you know your friends. If you guys are ready to try to buy or sell or anything like that, please get a hold of me first. We'll talk about it, and, uh, you know, I'll put you in the right direction. And I'll watch over it, too. I'll check in, make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And if they're not, you don't have to worry about nothing. I'll take care of it. I'll fire them. I'll get you another one. I'll get you the one that, you know, that will work best for your specific situation.
3: You'll get them in a running power slam.
0: Absolutely. I'll hit them (laughs) with that big old clothesline right in the mouth. (laughs) You know, if they're not doing their job at the negotiating table, yeah I'll put through it.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> so, That's right.
0: Like I said, man, um yeah, I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give out my email here, which I've always been scared of being a wrestler, giving out your personal information because man, that could turn into a nightmare oh, real yeah. quick. People don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, like I said, I've been on the road for like twenty years or something and I honestly I can't think of more than I don't know. Shoot, I can't think of anybody that I've ever had any problems with or that I don't genuinely care about. Awesome. Um, so when you guys are ready to rock and roll, please shoot me an email at m.headinga at kw.com. Now, Hedinga, that's my last name. That's my shoot name, my real name. It just doesn't sound quite as tough right. or right. off the tongue <laughs> for the announcers. You know, Knox, I had to steal that one from a movie, yeah. which – most people do yeah so it's a m dot h e t t i n g a at k w dot com get a hold of me first i'll make sure you're taken care of and it won't cost you one penny man.
3: fantastic man that's uh that's awesome um yeah my wife and i have been talking about uh um, just some 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 career moves as far as housing is concerned. I I live in a house now but um yeah. I'm about to become a doctor and um so we're thinking about um going bigger and uh so Up, yeah.
0: upgrading's a good feeling. Yep. Upgrading yep. is a good feeling. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> Fantastic Alright man, so let's put let's put uh, your trunks back on. Uh let's take your suit off and put your trunks back on and uh talk about some WWE and, and just your uh your pro wrestling uh career. So who was it that um that, that gave you the opportunity to uh join the WWE to get signed?
0: Wow, you know what? Believe it or not, uh Tommy Dreamer okay. was working in the office as a talent guy and we did some me and my tag team partner when I was working in the Indies back in the day, his name was Derek Nykirk. Mm-hmm. And uh man, I think we really could have been something if we could have got a run together. I always kinda of considered myself a better tag team wrestler than I was ever a singles guy and I just you know, somehow, you know, your career you think it's gonna go one way and it then it goes the other way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, you know, like Johnny Ace, we used to sneak back and do tryout matches, because like, I lived in Arizona, so we were on the West Coast. They really only go over there once, you know, once or twice a year. So every time they would come within about a 24 hour drive, mm-hmm. we would drive to whatever show it was. We'd sneak backstage, we'd get our gear on, we'd go sit in the ring, and we'd wait for them to show up.
2: Nice. <laughs> and then we'd get in
0: there and we'd just try to get a look, you know, hey man, maybe somebody'll notice us. And like they they used to do, they used to do like little trainings, and they'd let guys work in the empty arenas to see who has what and then you know if they think you have something or you have a certain look they'll put you on shotgun saturday night or velocity or you know heat you know those all those hour-long shows that jacked were, that were yeah jacked you know <laughs> like they're get over shows yeah. you know for the for the other talent
2: yeah
0: and uh you know so we did that and like I, I was i must have been bopping backstage for three or four years back then trying to get something and i remember i was i did uh I probably did six or seven velocity and heat matches. I was, I dressed up as all kinds of weird characters. Like I was a judge and Scott Steiner, triple H's posed down. And like, we jumped them and did all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, we, uh, I was, um, I was a cop a bunch of times. I think I was a veterinarian once, like, you know, so I had all these little silly things, you know, that I was just tickled to death to do because all I wanted to do my whole life was be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so Johnny saw me, and he said, Hey, man, we're opening up a school in Atlanta, a developmental, brand-new developmental school. It's going to be top of notch, top of the line, all that stuff. You're on the list. Mm -hmm. I was like,
2: Oh, heck, yeah, I'm on the list. (laughs) I'm so happy. I can't tell
0: anybody I'm on the list. So, anyways, like two years went down the road, and nothing happened. And I'm just, I was like, Well, shoot, man. Everybody I talked to on the West Coast, I was like, Hey, uh, they said I was on the list. Did they tell you about this list? And they're like, yeah, I'm on the list too. So I'm like, oh, they just told everybody.
2: <laughs> oh, just, you know, oh no. I was so oh, I was no. Doing, I, was, I think
0: I was doing a match against like,
2: I want to say, who the heck
0: was it? Man? Maybe Maven or maybe uh, it might even have been like Scott Steiner or somebody mm-hmm. like that. And they pulled me aside and, and Tommy Dreamer's like, man, you got a good drop kick for a big guy. You know, if you put on a little weight you know you, you might you know you want to have something here you know we got this thing in atlanta would put you on the list and i was like don't even tell me about the list you know so i was you know i didn't think anything of it
2: mm-hmm. And
0: uh, but long story short it was uh tommy dreamer that actually pulled the trigger and and called my tag team partner and told him that we were both signed nice. when he tried to tell me i thought they were lying so i hung up on him uh <laughs> they had to call back and <laughs> he convinced me that it was the real deal. <laughs> wow, you, you know that's so funny
3: because I've seen, I've heard so many other people say that same thing that they would get a call and they would hang up thinking that it was a prank you know, i yeah, so. sure you're
0: Tommy Dreamer sucker. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> yeah, sure, Tommy Dreamer. Okay. How did you get my number? Right.
2: <laughs>
3: that is that is absolutely hilarious. Uh so uh, I mean, did they have any I mean, how did that come about as far as when you got signed was it cuz I, I know a lot of times it it wasn't the same. This is what this is probably what mid 2000s when you got signed for WWE yeah, I think
0: so I think it was early 2005 when, mm-hmm. I
3: got, yeah. when I got signed. Yeah. So, you know, seven, eight years beforehand, a lot of times the new talent would talk to Vince McMahon to kind of, you know, have an idea or whatever idea he had about what gimmick they wanted them to be. Like, as, of course, what we saw with uh, the documentary Behind the Mat, you know, he's going to puke, you know, with uh, Darren Drozdoff. <laughs> and, but was there any conversation with you as far as where they wanted you to go, or did they, did they just wanted you to just be there until they find something out?
0: I didn't hear anything about a character. Like I said, it, me and my tag partner got signed together. Mm-hmm. So I thought we were going to be going up as a tag team. And uh, we were in developmental for maybe a year and a half or a year or something like that. And then we figured out ECW was coming back, so we really started pushing to try to get on there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, "Ooh, this is my style!" Like, I fancied myself a tough guy, and I, you know, I knew I could do a lot of things that other people, you know, they couldn't couldn't hang with. You know, like I was doing standing moonsaults, and you know, I could do. I I figured I really thought I could do anything in the ring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, went back before my body turned on me, you know, so I was in developmental doing all this cool stuff. And like, I had this long blonde stringy hair and I was like, I had this kind of like psycho character, like, just like right on the edge. He's about to like, you know, at any minute he could be gone for uh, two years and nobody would even know.
2: Mm.
0: Holy crap. I remember him. What happened to him? Like. Mm Oh, he must have—he must have went out hunting and just stayed out there, or, or he's like <laughs> he's trapped in a basement somewhere, like yeah. anything. <laughs> so I was like, I was really, really stretched the character out, and I was so comfortable with it, with my promos and and my uh, like just my actual presence and my rings, my ring savvy, like what what to do where and what made sense for this character. So I was doing that for a year and a half, and then uh, ECW came in, and Paul Heyman came down and saw me and we talked and. He's like, man, this is going to be good. You know, he really had me pumped up like like I was going to be something special. You mm-hmm. know, and, I, and he's like, okay, well, we're going to put you up here. He's like, he's like, we might not be able to get you in the first show, but the second one, we'll get, go ahead and get you in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, there was no talk about Kelly Kelly. There was no talk about any of that kind of stuff. Uh, even though she did come down to developmental for a few weeks, and, you know, she was brand new. So she didn't really know a whole lot about the wrestling business, like the – like, all the unwritten rules and, you know, the stuff that, you know, we used to get pounded into, like, hey, man, if you're late, you know, that's your, that's the worst thing that you could ever possibly be, you mm-hmm. gotta show respect, and you shake everybody's hands when you're there, and you do it when you leave, too, and even if they don't want it, like, you gotta, you know, super respectful, you know, with Bill DeMont, like, he was trained by Johnny Rods, like, he was a tough man, crazy person, from what I understand, I never met him, but... I know Bill kind of was a crazy person too, you know? So when, when you, they pound that respect into you, like, I was never late. I was always on time. I showed the utmost respect. I would rather hurt myself in the ring than touch anybody else, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, they send me up. They're like, hey, we're going to we're gonna bring you in as Kelly Kelly's boyfriend. And I was like, uh-oh, that ain't good. Because, I mean, I've been around the wrestling long enough to know, like, especially new characters, when it's one guy and a beautiful, beautiful young girl, ain't nobody looking at the guy.
2: Yeah, the girl gets nobody, over nobody, yep. nobody cares about <laughs> the dude like, yeah. doesn't
0: matter what I do. yeah you know they're all looking at Kelly. Yes. You when know, she was so young, she was only 18 and mm-hmm. she just went, she hadn't had the time to develop. you know now I'm not saying that she didn't, mm-hmm. because she ended up having a, a great career, you know, and, and she ended up getting a lot lot better. But I went up there, and my first uh, interaction with Vince was we were maybe, I don't know, maybe two hours before showtime, and I had the long stringy hair, and I had this goatee with like it was bleach blonde, but it was grown out, so it was real ratty looking, and like, I mean, shoot, I thought it was cool looking, and uh, Vince came up, and he's like, ah, I don't see, I don't see Kelly Kelly's boyfriend looking like this. No. Oh. I was like, oh. Okay. Well, well, what, what what would you like? You know, and they're like, he's like, yeah, get him in that chair, cut his hair off, cut his beard off, you know, like give him a regular haircut and a regular look. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, uh oh, that's another. You know, shoot, I just spent a year and a half building this character, and I was so comfortable with it, and then all of a sudden, in one fail
2: swoop, my
0: first my first interaction with Vince, and all of that was gone. Wow. You know, so no more, no more psycho character he's like you're just a jealous boyfriend now and i'm like okay well i'll try to pull that off as good as i can Mm -hmm. you know but that was my that was the only interaction i got with vince about what kind of character that that he wanted me so very very open
3: yeah it just it didn't seem like that was that had really no direction to it because it's like first of all You know, it did give you heat because you know she would do the you know extreme expose and things like that, and then you would you know pull her down from the stage. You know, (laughs) it 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 got you heat, but at the same time, it was just like, oh goodness, is that Mike again? You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like heat to really put you over. It was like, oh "Oh, Mike, oh you know. uh,
0: That's absolutely true. Yeah, and I have to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. In what world? Besides professional wrestling, with a guy trying to protect his 18 year old girlfriend from embarrassing herself and taking her clothes off on national television <laughs> yeah. in front of a bunch of strangers, mm-hmm. why does that make me a bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I knew it was, and I knew I was coming in against, like, Sandman and, and Balls and, yeah. like, you know, the original guys. And, uh, So I knew there had to be, you know, he had to have a reason behind, you know, hey, he can't look like this, he can't do that, because when you get there with the originals, that was kind of their look. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they were a little scruffy, and they were rough around the edges, you know, and they weren't polished, you know what I mean? But they could sell tickets, they could sell pay-per-views, and, you know, they could put the butts in seats. But it's not like, you know, I wasn't wrestling, like, Chris Benoit, you know what I mean, like this the real technical wrestlers, it was out there and trying to get the best that we could out of, out of what we had. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, w- were there any direction with the whole, you know, you and Kelly Kelly thing eventually? Cause of course, you know, Kelly Kelly ended up, you know, uh, benefiting from it a lot, but, um, I don't remember re- kind of bring it to my remembrance, um, or recollection um, how the split came? Because I think a lot. I mean, personally, as a fan in two thousand five, I was like, "Man, they need to split these two because they're not really doing anything with Knox." But you know, they're doing a bunch with Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly's really getting over from this. Oh, Knox yeah. isn't really getting any any heat. Like I said, well, I mean, the I was, heat was just like,
2: was "Oh, off. this is Mike." I was in the dust, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. I said,
0: I knew I knew what I was there for at the beginning. You know, we were trying to get ECW over and we were trying to convince the original ECW fans that this was going to be kind of like that. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, that was what we were trying to do. So when I went up there and I'd I'd wrestle with Sandman, let him beat me all over the place, you know what I mean? Swinging, Swinging kendo sticks and taking half my ear off and, you know, just doing all that. And, you know, Kelly was there and we tried not to, you know, we tried not to put her into it too much because she didn't really know.
2: You know, yeah,
0: yeah. So I did something like that, and then we did something with Balls Mahoney after that, and she they started turning it to where she was starting to flirt with the other boys. Yep. You know, so she'd flirt with Balls a little bit, and then all of a sudden she started flirting with CM Punk, and you know, like everything. I'd be like, Hey, what the heck are you doing? And you know, she just, you know, she didn't really talk a whole lot like then, but you know, so it was a whole thing between it was supposed to pressure a, a finally a good a good run with me and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Instead of me with like you know Sabu or or, or Balls or or Sandman or like the original guys, mm-hmm. so it was supposed to be me and Punk, and they were supposed to really rev that up as like the two young ECW guys, you know, getting to getting to go at it over this, you know, over this beautiful girl. Okay. So we did a uh, we did the quite possibly the worst pay-per-view in WWE
3: history. Yeah, December to December, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Yes, sir. <laughs> 2006. Oh, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting there, and it was like, okay, this
0: is, you know, this is one of my first pay-per-views here. I'm pretty excited about this. And they had me in there against uh, Kevin Thorne.
3: In
2: Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, Yeah.
0: It was. So we were sitting there, and I was talking over the match, and like, Ar- Arn was, he came up, and he's like, hey, listen, it doesn't matter what you guys do. Nobody's going to be watching you. He's wow. like, you got to make sure the girls do, you know, what they need to do. And it really doesn't matter what you guys do out there. Nobody's even going to remember it. So I was like, oh, gee, thanks, Arn. Like,
2: yeah. one of my
0: heroes, one of my childhood heroes. Right. I'm like, hey, going <laughs> like, to spine like, buster you right
3: brother. now, Arn. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so
0: I'm looking at Kevin, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, dude, let's show these guys. Yeah. And I'm like, let's, let's get in there and really beat the crap out of each other. Like, let's bring it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So even if nobody else remembers it, we will. Yeah. So we went out there and we just beat the living crap out of each other. <clears throat> I remember he hit me with this one thing and I, I hit the mat and I was like, Oof, holy cow, man. <laughs> like, all right, I asked for it. Here we go. <laughs> you know, and I gave back just as good as I got. And yeah. like the whole like the whole point of the thing was when we got the girls back in and they did their deal and it's time for the hot comeback and you know, for me to get in there and do something. I turn my back on on Kelly and walk away. Mm-hmm. So, after you know we knock ourselves out and you know we're all looped up and you know the girls did their you know they did their thing and like I said before Kelly wasn't a she wasn't really worker you know so it's hard to you know you can't judge her on on in ring work until yeah. later on in
3: her career. Yeah. You know?
0: so we did that we left and then the next uh, I think the next night I came out in a suit with some flowers and like I was acting like I was going to apologize and I got down on one knee and like you know I I watched it back I think like a couple months ago just because it came up on YouTube or something and I watched I was like oh man that was such a bad promo it was horrible that's <laughs> embarrassing but I finished it off strong I had the roses and I got up and I, I blasted her in the face with the roses and I hit her with the I hit her with the knocks out right in the middle mm-hmm. which that wouldn't go over now at all no way you know, no. none of that. But that was our final, final
2: split up.
3: <sighs> yeah, I, re- I remember that match from December to December. First of all, I mean the the comp- the, the, the pay per view all together just uh, made no sense. I mean it uh, was just like, uh, and in that <clears throat> in that match in particular, I was just sitting there like, okay, so both Thorn and Knox are heels. Yep. Kelly Kelly's a face but Ariel's a heel It just it, There was no build up I mean there, were, there was little uh, to no I don't, there was, I, yeah. I don't remember if there was nope. was there any build up? Nope No never,
0: There was no build up The <laughs> first time that me and Kevin ever locked up And granted we'd known each other for probably three or four years by then The first time we ever touched in a ring was in that pay per view There was no like There wasn't any promos to lead up to it or anything It was just like hey you're wrestling in the night. So,
2: yeah. Gee, thanks Wow!
0: I want to say, I even want to say at that time, I was doing a pretty good, like, run with, me, me and Punk did a couple little things, but it, they fizzled that out right away when mm-hmm. they figured out how over he was. And then uh, I was running with Tommy Dreamer, which, mm-hmm. we had some pretty good matches. You know, we had some good hardcore matches, we had some, you know, it, it was fun because we knew each other too, and he's the one that gave me my shot. hmm so we were running so i thought we were going to do that pay-per-view cuz we had we had did i think we did something where it was maybe the week before and this is just a little another little glimpse for everybody into the backstage of wrestling we were coming down to to like the third or fourth of our matches that were on tv and i got to the building and they're like all right man you got 18 minutes in a cage with Tommy and I was like, oh boy Like, here we go Like, yeah. this, is my, this is my swan song You know, like, I'm gonna show everybody
2: yeah.
0: And then uh, an hour late So we're sitting there trying to get all this together And then all of a sudden, an hour later The agent comes up and he's like Alright, well, we gotta, take it down to, we gotta take it down to 12 minutes And it's a hardcore match now We can't get that cage up in time
2: oh.
0: And I was like, oh, okay, okay Well, shoot, that's still really cool, man We got 12 hard, good minutes I'll still be able to get my stuff over on TV. And so will Tommy. This will be great for both of us. But, like, really, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, finally. Give me a little shove and let me run, you know. Like, let me get a little wind in my sails. Mm-hmm. So I'm still excited. And then <laughs> so we get that match together. And then another two hours goes by, and here comes the agent. Oh, man. You know, we gotta. Vince wants to go along with, you know, somebody else. And so we're going to have to take you down to about six minutes. You know it's you know still you and Tommy just regular match no no hardcore stuff no nothing. I was like oh well shoot that's just like the last three that we did kinda um, but whatever I'll I'll try to make this work and then another half an hour he's like ah sorry guys you're off the show, Tommy you have to work this guy, (laughs) Mike you ain't got nothing tonight. So really I mean I don't know what had happened but somebody really took the the air out of my balloon.
3: Wow. (laughs) And you don't so, know. yeah,
0: I thought, I thought I had a lot of ideas for that pay per view that I thought was going to happen, and uh, for one reason or another, wrestling business, you know, <laughs> you know how it is. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's volatile. Yep.
3: Absolutely. It that's,
0: changes at the drop of a hat.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's unfortunate for sure. I think what uh, Dreamer uh, worked with Davari that night, didn't he?
2: I believe he did. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I believe he did. I just
3: had him on my show uh, last week, actually. <laughs> don't worry.
2: Yeah.
3: I <laughs> love. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's been on my show like five or six times, man. He uh I think he, I think he has like the 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 him and JTG have like the prize of been on my show the most. Uh and, and Ken Anderson, he's up there too. Um yeah, but
0: Vice
2: President of the Aces and
3: Apes. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's funny. We were talking about – yeah, yeah. Let's let's as a matter of fact, let's get into that then. Let's let's talk about some of Aces and eights. Uh, great segue from Ken Anderson. Um okay, so this 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 concept was to me was like so cool. It was it was, it was really, really cool. It was um the, the, when when you all were maxed up, you know, when you in in the kind of unveiling or just kind of leaving the um kind of like cryptic, you know, promos and you were and your voice were uh were was altered and all different types of stuff that really kept that element of mystique there. It was yeah. like something that really caught me and really hooked me. And I think I mean a lot of other people I've I've had I mean I've talked to Aces and Eights, uh, you know, uh, on this show uh with with Anderson, with West Briscoe, uh, so I've, I've 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 had some Ace uh, D Lo was on the show too. We talked about that too, and 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 so I've had three other perspectives, uh, maybe even more, but I can remember at least three perspectives of aces and eights. But I know that I know that you can give me a, a different perspective. Uh, I've, I've had Bischoff on the show too. I don't know if I talked to him about aces and eights, but um, I, I really I'm really excited about your perspective because. Like I said, it was something that I was really hooked on. I mean, personally, I was really hooked on because I loved—I love like unveiling angles. I love like—I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the higher power, uh, but uh, Taker Stalker and yeah. you know just just the just the unveiling you know angles. You know, who's I mean,
0: throughout the throughout the history throughout the history of professional wrestling,
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's it's hard to come up with with too many better. You know angles. Yep. That kind of an angle.
3: Yep. Yep.
0: You know, you, you keep people guessing all the time. People think it's something and it's something else. Even in the back, even in the back with the boys, mm-hmm. they didn't want the boys knowing that we were them. So they wow. would give, they gave us they gave us they put us in this little trailer. And I, at the beginning, it was me, Wes Briscoe. And uh, Drew Henkinson,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. A.K.A. Luke Gallus, Alex, yep. A.K.A.
0: Festus yep. A.K.A. The Freaking Deacon <laughs> A.K.A. The Human Cadillac <laughs> A.K.A. One of my best friends In the whole wide world Yeah, awesome guy And, uh, and uh, so we were sitting In this little trailer All day long And like we They didn't want us To go out and get food They didn't want us to, So like we had people Running and getting This stuff at all times Just to try to like Not let the boys Leak out that it was us Wow
3: I love that. I love that kayfabe.
0: Yes, it was, it it. was awesome, man. And uh, the re- how I got hired at, at uh, Impact is hilarious because I got like go WWE a couple years before that, and I was I was so soured by then on the on on WWE. I was like, listen, I need to take a few years off. I need to, you know, maybe this is it for me. Maybe that's as good as it's ever going to get. So I kind of fell off the map, and I wasn't, you know, I was like, listen, I. Never home. I got this beautiful girl, and uh, we never get to do nothing. So I was mm-hmm. like, "Screw it, I'm taking some time off." And it ended up being two years of just you know vacations and you know having a great time and getting myself back to a normal person. Yeah. So two years. Not once did I think about wrestling. Besides, like I hope my guys are okay and you know checking in and making sure that their bodies are holding up and that you know they're being trying to be as smart as they can. And.
3: Wow, ladies and gentlemen, that is part one for the Mike Knox interview, and a nice little cliffhanger for you all, Uh, and it's uh, just come back next week for part two, ladies and gentlemen. Um, So, this is episode 337 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show, 337 episodes if you will live and live in color getting funky like a monkey oh yeah um yeah it's uh we got some we got a lot of trivia today too so we are going to uh, fire away on the trivia questions and uh Mick Foley Mick Foley is a special guest referee in the hell in the cell we are live on YouTube ladies and gentlemen and we are having fun, and we're going to be live as well. Uh, on We are live, ladies and gentlemen, through Blog Talk Radio. And we are going to have some fun. Yes, we got the chat room loading up. We got the PNP. Uh, what's going on, Zeb? What's going on, Lexi? And everybody in between, ladies and gentlemen. Let's fire away, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, first trivia question of the night. Here we go. Who were the members of JBL's cabinet? Who were the members of JBL's cabinet? Ah, how about that? That was that's not a very easy question to start off uh, episode 337 trivia of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Um so that's what that's right. That's uh that's what you're going to get today. You're going to get some difficult trivia questions, maybe some easy ones, maybe some difficult ones an assortment of trivia tonight. So be prepared to uh, have all types of trivia questions as the trivia, as the YouTube loads up. Once again, for those who are loading up now, let me do it once more. Who were the members of JBL's cabinet? Who were the members of JBL's cabinet? Let me know if you need a hint, too. I'll give you a hint. I'm nice today, you know. You know, I'm I'm feeling uh spirited giving today. Okay, so I'll give you a hint to say. Hashtag ask Chris. Can I have a hint? That's uh, that's what we'll do today. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, wow, boy, great to have you back, man. Um, how's your how's your mother doing? Give us an update. Um, the Basham's in Orlando, Jordan. Yes, uh, but you are missing one person. You are missing one person. Um, the Basham brothers in Orlando, Jordan. Um,
2: yeah. So who are we missing?
3: Who are we missing? Nope, not the singer. The singer, uh, <laughs> not the singer. All right, uh, I think Evan Tech, probably before he comes on, um, he has a trivia question for everybody. What was Luger's finisher when he was champ with Harley Race? The move and the name. What was Lex Luger's? Amy Weber, that's who you missed. You're probably thinking of Jillian Hall. Um, Wow, boy, Amy Weber as well. Amy Weber. Has some uh has some ties with the cabinet. Uh got her uh abnormality uh uh, uh it was removed uh via a dinner from the boogeyman. That was uh, a very gross segment um that I didn't enjoy. So Alright <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen Um Mom had a stent put her, in her heart. She had 90% blockage of blood in her heart. She has one more surgery to go in a month, but is doing well. Awesome. It is great to know that your mom is doing well, well, boy. That is great news. And uh definitely I personally am praying um that uh, the 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 conclude the, the surgery, uh the post surgery uh causes her to get even um, even more better and uh, and in the uh, the next one uh, In a month um, and It causes her to, to get better as well GSP is asking Anyone got any syrup For my pancakes Yes 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 <laughs> Got some syrup for your pancakes Man um, Alright so I'm going to have syrup In a form of trivia actually How about that Syrup in the form of trivia. What year did Candace Michelle uh win the women's championship? What year did Candace Michelle win the women's championship? JSP saying two thousand five? not quite. Um so what, what what's going on with Luger's uh question? Uh Evan Tech Proud is asking what was Luger's name? W- what was the move and the name uh when uh, Oh, absolutely, wild wow, boy, man. Um great to have you uh with us. It's it's awesome. You are definitely a great part of the show. Uh Alexi's <laughs> asking, people are going to hate my ex Chris questions tonight. You always bring the heat, so I always love answering your questions. Uh, Lex Luger's move and name of the move when he was um, when he was uh, managed by Holly Race. What was the name? Well, that's the trivia question. No one's answering, Evan. Let's bring you on, Evan Tech Prout. No one's answering your questions, man.
1: No, oh, brother. I mean, just how like they call me Tech. you, know they, you started off with hard trivia. I always said. Um, Back last year, I started giving <laughs> trivia. It's going to be very hard for people to answer. Yeah. So uh, I sent you another one, see The second one I sent should be fairly easy. But uh, the legal one, I'm, I'm yeah. surprised no one got it. I, 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 my man, my man a Say it again.
3: Luger had a pile driver, didn't he? Yes, he did.
1: Yeah. Sure did. Oh. So that's half of the answer. It's gotta come up with the name.
3: Yep. What was the name of it? I don't remember the name of it. I just
1: remember it was a pile driver. Now now come on. Now you know you know who the GOAT is between us. The GOAT Sting. Sting. And that is the only, that is the only reason why I know that name of the movie because of Jim Ross. Because of that title match when Sting beat him for the title again. Okay. So,
2: what's
1: the name? So good, and then my man, what D- was the D- name D- of D- it? I'm the name was the Attitude adjust- Adjuster.
2: Ah,
3: <laughs> the AA, the original AA.
1: The original. <laughs> it was the Attitude Adjuster. Then it was the Attitude Adjustment Towel Driver. That was the technical name. Mm. He didn't. He used it for like <clears throat> what a couple of months and. Then he went on yep. to WWE. You all know about rack. the Lex Express. Yeah, the, the Lex yep. Express and,
3: and the Narcissist and all that. Yep. Sean. So, yep. so, so. Uh, Sean, you are correct in the question uh Candice Michelle. 2007 is when Candice Michelle won the Women's Championship. I wonder what Candice Michelle is doing these days. Um. Uh, most at 07 uh, as well. Well, you said you said a few. I see 06 and 07 in the same answer. <laughs> she she was on the episode of Table
1: for Three.
3: She was, right, yeah, Kay, yeah, yeah she sure. was. I did see that. I did see that. She had a baby, um, and I don't know. firing out with trivia. All right, uh, y- y- y'all come firing out the gate with the trivia. Yes, today we're firing away with the trivia questions. Absolutely. Um, Wow boy. Axe Chris are Triple H and Sean the greatest best friends in wrestling history. No, that's Tucky T and Trent or Tucky T Tucky Chucky T and Beretta or Trent Beretta or where's Trent or Trent Question Mark or however you want to say his name. They're the best friends. They're the best best friends in wrestling history. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm K-Fabin um, I don't know The bestest uh, um, best, best friends In pro He'll wrestling history I don't know bestest best friends In
1: pro wrestling history Triple H and Mike Triple H and Mike rules You got League and Sting Arnold Flair Hull and Nash Anthony, Flair. Uh, Yeah, uh, Arnold Flair Dusty and Magnum uh going way back uh I mean, you know what I mean I don't know this on what you rate is the the question is how would you rate the best best friends in wrestling is it by championships is it by credentials right i mean you if you if you if you go to japan i mean you <laughs> you had hey and chono matter of effect. As far as titles, is he and their they're, they're stables? Was it Muda, Chono, um, oh, you know what I'm talking about? Was it Muda, Chono, Nagata, and uh, uh who was who's the fourth one? Um, it's not 10 years, 10 years too old. Uh, tell me, all GHP, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Father, uh,
1: Muda, Let's see, Muda, is it Muda, Chono, Nagata, and um, it <clears throat> was on the cover the uh, so video game.
3: Uh, so around that time was uh, those three, and Kentucky Sasaki was around that time too. Kentucky
1: Sasaki, yeah. Was and the heavy set one? Okay. was a Sasaki and a thin um, face, kind of heavy set. Well, the heavy
3: set one was, uh, um, uh, oh goodness. It
1: wasn't Fujinami or tengu? TV they were older. Oh, you know um, what
3: I'm talking two, about, yeah. Um yeah. Uh, what's your face was uh, Kenta uh, Kabashi was kind of heavy set. Um Yeah, it wasn't Kenta
1: yeah right. Yeah,
3: Kenta's one he he's one of my favorites. Well uh alright, so we got some really cool axe questions here. Uh looks like I got <laughs> A delay on YouTube a little bit. Uh, all right, so let's answer these AXE questions. Oh, uh, there were previous speculation. Alexi's asking this. There's previous speculation that Matt was retired, but now that he has eluded with this recent YouTube Q&A that the Woken gimmick is retired, what do you think is next for him? Oh, definitely an agent. Um, yeah, definitely an Legend agent. He, you know, he's backstage now. Backstage role, agent um, You know He's he's uh, he's going to be uh, Matthew Moore Hardy <laughs> Backstage in a suit uh, So that's what I see My well, boy's asking I heard me hardy being version. taken WrestleMania solidify him as Mr. WrestleMania No, I think he's WrestleMania. I think he's Mr. WrestleMania regardless So When leaves Uh you go. Oscar versus Mato Satamora at uh, evolution. Huh, that would be interesting. Um, um, let's see. All right, next question, next trivia question. What were the three members of Camp Cornet? Who were the three members of Camp Cornet? Three members of Camp Cornet. How about that? Rob's asking, who do you think is going to uh, – what do you think is going on with some of the 205 guys getting new roles? I think 205 is ending. Um, yeah, you know, someone tweeted that uh, uh, Yokozuna, I went Bodo, I guess. Great job. Um, I think, I think uh, 205 is on its way out, man. I do. It's, there's a – uh, you know, we got we had a uh, Drew Gulak. Uh, <laughs> uh somehow he's uh uh yes, uh uh yeah, Owen Hart, Vader, Bulldog, and Yokozuna. Yep. Good job. Um Yeah, so we saw Gulak uh on Raw last week, uh doing the beatdown. We saw um um, oh, someone, someone other than Leo Rush, uh, there was someone else. Oh, of of uh, Drake Maverick uh, managing the Altars of Pain, which <laughs> I'm still not oh sold on. Like <laughs> a little
1: kid, like a little kid on Halloween.
3: Yeah, I, yeah I, he's 5'4
1: he, he he's he's yeah. a high, he's an inch taller than Mysterio. He look like a little kid dressing up for Halloween. It,
3: it, it just no. looks weird. Like what? It, it makes no sense. Um, if he was in a suit, maybe. But you have to take him away what? from the baby face general manager role on 205 Live. It just doesn't make sense. He's a babyface uh, GM on 205 Live. He's a heel manager on Raw for AOP. Doesn't make any sense in the world.
2: Looks like, looks um, like I don't want to see Lashley
3: as a heel at all. I don't. I just. I, I just. I'm not a fan of just face and heel turns. I don't. I just don't like it. Um, but but, but, but that, that so segment was pretty funny?
1: Though. You know, I, I did like
3: the segment with really prepping and and, and uh, just really putting Lashley over. I think that that was pretty funny.
1: And can can um, we keep that? And and, and and I know Leo Rush. He he's from Ireland and was dead. Yeah, a good guy, him and him and uh, Velveteen Dream, the Passion Part, had him on my show before. Good guys, I know him right before he got called out. I I, I love yeah. it. Please let me off our stuff, like man, actually, just don't talk, just just shut up, just yeah, I agree. Is is I agree. In 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 box store stud Magic drape up looks like a little kid, like you, you got to loud you know, looks like Elijah going to school, playing dress up, being an
2: army man. That's
3: what he looks like. <laughs> right. <laughs> <English>. <laughs> yeah, son. <laughs> like really, <laughs> Happy birthday, Elijah! Uh, happy
1: birthday, Elijah!
3: Yeah. Um, part two. What do you think the outcome will be, <clears throat> as far as as far as the woken gimmick? As as far as like, Lexi, Lexi, is that what you're asking? As far as the the uh okay, okay, so okay, wait, wait, wait. So there's a question beforehand. So okay. Let me let me go back here. Let's start with g Mac. Let us talk uh regarding all in and what it means for the biz. Read an article that posts this question Are we on the verge of a new golden era in the wrestling just in a different form? Um now I, I wouldn't say golden era. Um, I would say uh, a really good alternative uh, option now. I mean, WWE is the it's the juggernaut, as Vince McMahon would say, the the juggernaut. Um, and it always it will always be the juggernaut uh, in professional wrestling. I love the I love the pro wrestling biz right now. As far as that, there's are very very viable options that are like legitimately thriving. And that's awesome to me. Um, you know, All In is a yearly thing, and I still stand by this. I, I believe I said this on uh, on the show last week. I think All In should be the WrestleMania for NWA. And I think uh, it would be very successful if it's once a year. Um, you know, Billy Corgan, Dave Lagana, and they have their dollars behind an All In. Um you know, it, all in already proved that social media uh, can sell eleven thousand plus seats. You know what I mean? And it was such a craze, and was such the the hottest thing um, of 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 the latter part of two thousand eighteen, perhaps the entire year, um, as far as the hype is concerned. Uh, so I I'm, I'm I stand behind. Um, you know, I, me, I really think that uh, All In every year should be an N.W.A. thing. It should be an N.W.A. And like I said before, the National Wrestling Alliance, they, you know, for, for decades, you know, they were known for working with different, I mean, with other promotions. And it can be the same as it was this time. I mean, they work with, I mean, we saw people from, uh, from Impact there. We saw people from ROH we saw people from NWA, um, you know, we saw people from PWG, uh, we saw people from New Japan, um, and so NWA's worked with New Japan before. They've had their title, uh, match, be a feature on Wrestle Kingdom before. So, um, you know, I, I really think that NWA can, can really partner up with Cody, especially since he's the champ now, since he's the world's heavyweight champion of NWA, um, think that that can I think that all in can be a yearly thing and I think it'll be just as successful i really I really think so I really do I really do okay, so Lexi's saying Lana has recently come under fire for criticizing creative numerous times concerning both her husband and there are talks of both of the contracts coming up for renegotiation
0: part two
3: is what do you think of the outcome will be? Okay. So we saw tonight that Rusev Day is uh, the number one contenders for the uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. So um, maybe a tag team title for, for Rusev. I don't know how I feel about well, Rusev how? Day versus the New Day because those are the two biggest... Uh, you know, the the two biggest babyface tag teams right now, it looks like they're officially also moving Rusev sleep. Day over to babyface teams. So I don't know how I feel about Rusev Day and New Day, especially when you want to, you want to keep New Day over as uh, babyface tag team. And it's hard to do that if you have Rusev Day. Unless, or as uh, the macho man would say, unless, yeah... You have Aiden English, yeah. Turn on the big man Rusev at hell in the cell, yeah. Which could very happen, look out. Freak, out, freak out, freak
2: out, it could happen, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So. yeah,
3: yeah. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You can
2: have
1: Aiden English.
3: Oh, uh-huh. turn on Rusev. Oh uh-huh. yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. so the uh, most powerful so yeah. handshake in the world is yes. the Mega Powers handshake. The Mega Powers handshake.
3: People, the are, people are watching handshake. my hand on YouTube. It would hurt. Every, it would hurt Randy Savage every time he did the handshake. He would come from the under, leg. and he would, like, and he would like hurt every time he. I, I love I loved the Mega Powers. Like not necessarily. You gotta look out the
1: tongue.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, that's right Um, uh, Yeah, so we'll see
2: Oh, nice Rob Oh, I gotta
3: put you over for that one I gotta put you over for that one Uh, Rob has a uh, name for me now When it comes to my Randy Savage I gotta give you some applause Rob is forever You
2: prolific
3: Machismo Oh, yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. We uh
2: prolific machines, huh? Speaking
1: of the savage moment. I forgot about this. Uh, shout out to my close friend Comey, who's uh we go up. Was as much as we did. I think it was Great American Bash '95 or one of the ones that was here. Mean Gene was in the back with Sting and Savage and Luger, you know something. And me Mean Gene Sting was giving a promo. Savage was throwing so he said, I'm not talking. Yeah. he just started throwing. He just kept throwing. throwing chairs and tables and bags. I'm not talking. Yeah, nah. He just randomly started <laughs> talking anyway. Uh, we need more Savage. <laughs> wow.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
3: Savage promos are are, are one of the best, man. I just, oh uh, yeah. He he was an amazing promo guy. One of the best ever, actually. Next trivia question, ladies and gentlemen: Who was the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith's tag team partner in the eighties? Who was the British Bulldogs Davy Boy Smith's tag team partner in the eighties? Oh uh-huh, yeah, Matilda. Um, no, Mo. Uh, <laughs> I know.
2: Nineteen
3: eighties, nineteen eighties. Uh, the British Bulldogs tag team with David Boy Smith and who else? Which sadly, I don't believe this. Uh, I don't believe this tag team partner uh, will go in the Hall of Fame. I think one day British Bulldog. Yes, th- yes, Mo. Good job. My you know, kid. My you kid.
1: know what's the, uh, Rob is. He, he he's in the same class with the tag team partner, which we're not going to mention his name. Is in that same list With Oli Yeah Yeah I don't see Oli They just yep. get yep. They just get forgotten about yeah. I mean, well, well, to, to the tag team partner's credit Not really say credit More to his detriment You know it's a reason why the tag team partner You know got kind of blacklisted Because of some of the things he's done Behind the scenes you know He wasn't necessarily the friendliest of people Uh only, yeah. from what I was told, and this is coming from a legend who was in the WWE Hall of Fame and was also in the what they've called the Real Wrestling Hall of Fame, the, the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, only yep.
2: told
1: it the, like the, it the was. A lot of people, right? Yep. Like, I was, I had, you know, talking before the song. Who, you know, I've been close friends with. Who's driving in, riding in my truck, and he said, "Only, uh, only, just told it like it is." And Oli should yep. be in the Hall of Fame. He didn't cut
3: corners. Yep, uh, Oli Anderson, from the people that I've uh, talked to, uh, he could be a little bit racist. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm gonna keep it real and raw. Yeah, pancakes and power slams, three thirty seven. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, okay, so Lexi's got a good ask Chris. question. I see Rob. Um, I'm going to answer those in just a moment. All right, so here is the bracket for this week. You see this? Isn't this fun? So right here in this box right here, this is where the champion is going to be, in this box here. So these eight teams right here, these are eight 1980s WWE tag teams who never won the WWE tag team championships. Eight WWE tag teams who never,
2: ever,
3: first Jericho uh, reference there, won no, I, I the WWE tag team championship. So that's the fan choice for tonight, and we're going to do that for the Flavor of the Week at the end of the show
1: i got to ask you this, Featherstone, and this is me being a troll. Nice handwriting you have. Did you write it, or did Mrs. Featherstone write
3: that? Uh, that is my handwriting.
1: Oh. Yep. Did we, Thank you, man. Did we set it for that? It. You know, they say uh, women have better handwriting than us, so I uh, just wanted to take with you a little bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, my um, for ever since I mean that's uh, thank uh, I praise God for that, man. God gets the glory for that. I uh, that is one thing that I've had for ever since I was a kid. People would put my handwriting over, and uh, that is uh, something that I'm very blessed, okay. uh, to have.
1: Yeah, my hand's kind of but uh my notes, I'll type it up.
3: For instance, my raw smack smackdown notes. You see that? Uh yeah. So uh
1: look at it. Yeah,
3: small hand that. writing like me. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty small. Oh, right, here we go. There's some better handwriting there. Yep, see that. See that's a, that's a that's what hey, you call a like leak, nice. ladies and gentlemen. What's that? Yeah,
1: leak. Yeah, it's a little little yeah. little cheese, a little
3: leak. Inside inside uh, prolific machismo's notes. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so let's uh let's ask another trivia question. Um we got all right, so let me ask another trivia question and tackle these ask questions. Next trivia question is who were the members of the low down tag team? Who were the members of the low-down tag team? All right. <laughs> so Lexi is asking, consider that Chris Jericho has now openly admitted to wanting to work in North America outside of WWE. What do you think this means for sports entertainment in the near future?
1: Well, boy, well, we got it. Well, we got it. Um, we got it.
3: I, yeah, because he's uh, he's trivia savvy. Um Great question, as always. Awesome. I think that it opens up people who don't feel like they're going to be a top guy anymore or aren't a top guy currently uh, to become a top guy outside of WWE. I mean, so we we're, saw we're seeing that as we, as we, as I speak right now. Cody Rhodes is one is one of the most popular, you know, indie slash ROH slash New Japan slash All In. Slash DTE Slash Bullet Club You know, he's uh, one of the best uh, We have right now Names outside WWE And it took him to have enough guts To quit the promotion As Mick Foley would say uh, In a recent interview Like he was earning a weekly check Is what Mick Foley said And he was gutsy enough to do it, man He was gutsy enough You know I give Cody, I give Cody Rhodes all the credit in the world, man. I really do. Cause uh, it takes a lot of guts uh, to be able to have WWE money. <laughs> and, 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 and the crazy thing about it is when he left, he's WWE bred, you know? So he started in the WWE, like he's, uh, he's a WWE guy. You know, he can't, you know, he Rhodes family, you know, you know, Dusty was working in NXT for a nice while, push. you know, before he passed. Uh, actually, he nice worked push. in NXT for for a long time. He was working in developmentals, FCW, and things like that. So, you know, Cody Rhodes came in young and came in to the WWE. Of course, he had some a little bit of experience beforehand. Uh, so he didn't have any experience or very, very little to no experience of being in the indie world you know he I, I would say he had no experience of being in the indie world um, so he quit you know the juggernaut of WWE to endeavor and in, in uh something that he's never done before and and he's you know he's he's killing it so uh, all the all the kudos to the, in the world to Cody Rhodes on that man I think someone like Chris Jericho is understanding that You know, he's almost 50 years old. Chris Jericho will be 48 years old in a couple of months. And he's like, okay, so I'm not going to be just a regular WWE guy. I'm almost 50 years old here. I still desire to, you know, I I still love wrestling. I don't want to be that guy who just randomly wrestles every week. You know, that diminishes my name, you know, we can we can talk about Brock Lesnar as much as we want and I you know, I do think that there's some really I do think that there's some legitimate criticisms when it comes to Brock Lesnar's schedule. But I did like that he had the Hogan effect. You know, I mean when when Hogan was champ, the reason why he was able to be champ for four years, you know, in, in one setting was because he wasn't competing every single week. And I think that's one of the biggest detriments for AJ Styles. Yes, he celebrated having it for over 300 days recently. But unfortunately, most of that time, I haven't been interested in, in, in in his angles as standing out. You know, there's nothing about AJ Styles' WWE Championship ring, although I love AJ Styles as a competitor. He's one of the best in the world, hands down. Without question, A.J. Styles is one of the best in the world, period. But WWE has done a very lousy job with making A.J. Styles look like a WWE champion. Brock Lesnar looked like a WWE champion. And I will say this now, as much as I'm a Roman Reigns apologist, Roman Reigns, I mean, he looks like a champion, but he's not. But he's still, WWE's not setting him apart from the rest of the roster to look like he's different than everybody else. That was one thing about the champion back in the WWE, um, uh, old school that every champion looked different based on how they were booked. So, I mean, Jericho understands it, man. And he understands that he won't, he'll just be another guy. You know what I mean? Now he has he has that Brock Lesnar schedule. He has that Hogan effect. Uh, now he can just pop up somewhere at almost fifty years old, and everything that Jericho is doing outside of WWE puts him more over than if he was in the WWE right now. So, if he was in the WWE right now, there's no way that he would be in any top, any kind of top feud. But he's popping up in all in, uh, all in just like Pentagon uh Zero Miro um and and he's getting a big pop. So I, I, I think it's I think it's great man if he if he pops up in Impact, um you know uh, impact is not impact, Impact's product is very solid. Uh, very solid. I I I applaud I like the I like the Collins and Scott more regime. Um, I've, I've had I've had Sanjay Dutt on my show a couple of times, and he's uh, really heavy in the creative department. I've had abyss on my show as well, and uh, he's he's uh, involved in the creative as well. And, um, and, and so I think you know, and Sanjay Dutt when I had him on my show, he was um, just really putting a new direction over, and he was like, listen. Just try it, you know. He was he was he said this on a show. He was talking about this on a show. We talked about it off air as well. He's like, man, just try it, you know. I mean, you know, everybody knows that Impact Wrestling has nine has has experienced nine lives in the past sixteen years. It's been in existence, but just try it, and you know, um, I've had Bart, Brian Cage on my show a couple times too. He's uh super over Matt Sydal's been on my show as well. Uh, a lot of people from uh, current uh, uh, Dave Chris from OVE, you know, he's killing it with uh, his brother, Jake and Sammy Callahan, uh, you know, so I, you know, I, I I'm cool, man. I, I'm cool with, I did a conference call with Rich Swan. I asked him an uh, interesting question about uh, black wrestlers. Um, you know, so I, I think that they're doing a fantastic job. Their ratings isn't showing though. That's the, that's the issue with impact right now. The ratings, isn't showing the intrigue of their product. So that's the unfortunate part. I do think someone like a Chris Jericho would not only cause interest in the ratings, but it would also open up avenues for better TV deals. So uh, that's that. Um, All right, so let's get right into the headlines. That actually – as a good segue for, uh, let's talk about Mick Foley and Chris Jericho. Let's jump right into the headlines before we get into the tournament and the um, grading Raw and SmackDown and the Hell in a Cell predictions. So here we go. All right, so let's, let's get to Rob's uh, ask Chris question. At this point, how do you rank these companies, ROH, PWG, NXT, New Japan and Impact. Great question. Great question. Um, Okay, so those are five companies. I'll say number one is New Japan. Number two is NXT. Number three is um, ROH, Impact, and PWG, only because of PWG's um, exposure, uh, a lot of people came from PWG. That's in all of those companies, actually, um, including WWE. But uh, PWG has some some great action. Uh, PWG is a great company. Of course, they have uh, the um, uh, uh, goodness. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Bola, best of Los Angeles, every year. Uh, so, uh, which Cody wrote, which Cody was a part of when, right when he left. So, um, the well, PWG is a great company for exposure. Um, but just, I mean, they're just, uh, from a, from a, I wonder why they haven't landed a big TV deal. Um, which is weird. I, I wonder why they haven't, they, they've been around for a while too. I would think just as long as, um. Impact in and ROH because I know Impact and ROH debuted the same year, two thousand two. Uh let me see when P W G uh debuted. Uh was I think I'm not mistaken, it was around that time as well. PWG debuted in two thousand three, so just a year later. Been around for fifteen years. So um so Wild Boy got a question there. Um you got to you got an answer right, didn't he? Didn't he wild didn't Wild Boy get an answer right? He did. He got the, long, the
1: low down question.
3: Low down, yeah, D Lo and Chaz. Yeah <laughs> here we go. D Lo and Chaz. What a terrible team. Uh and I like D Lo. I had D Lo on the show. I I'm, I I used to love D when I was in high school. One of my favorite wrestlers of the time, but uh, Lowdown was was real bad. I was in high school in my 2000.
1: Uh, I was high school at that time. But um, mother,
3: that that mother,
1: was, mother used to always do the head, the head thing, the little head nod, yeah. the little head shake. <laughs> Love that.
3: Absolutely. Oh, GHP's asking. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So Lexi's asking something. Uh, another awesome question, number four. With evolution approaching, it seems odd that there is still no vignette of China and her many accomplishments. When do you foresee WWE forgiving her and inducting her in the Hall of Fame? Um, uh, both Triple H and China have commented on China. Uh, I'm sorry. Both both Triple H and Stephanie McMahon have commented on China within the past year, I believe, uh, or a little bit. Uh, within the past two years at least um, So within the past few Within the next few years I can see them Inducting China Hall of Fame sure Sure absolutely uh, GSV is asking What championship would you like for WWE to bring Back if you had to pick hmm.
1: What was the question
3: Dustin, I think you bring a good point. I think you add MOW in there too. MOW is a really good promotion too. It's not a weekly show. Yeah, it's not a weekly show like all those things. MOW is a weekly show. Else, uh, no Stog pepper. Uh, if you have uh, a title that no longer exists, what would you bring back? Um, DXS hardcore title. Hmm. Gabriel was asking if I heard of PCW Ultra. Yes, I have heard of PCW Ultra, actually. Uh, I conversed with uh, the promoters from PCW Ultra, and I I put them over um, when Kevin Sullivan was on the show. He was promoting uh, a show for PCW Ultra, and I put uh, him over. I interviewed uh also interviewed it, it was in it didn't air on the on the show, but I also interviewed the uh the the female guitarist who uh for Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania I interviewed her as well. She was doing the PCW thing too. So uh okay, so what title would I bring back? Um that is uh no longer
1: active. T V title.
3: TV title, man. The, the television
1: title. Yeah. <laughs> that title was kind of cool, though. You got a. 10 minute title the special TV title. TV title. Bring that back, yeah. man.
3: Yes, yeah, the special attraction t- television championship match. Um, yeah, why not? The TV title. I mean, there's, there's five hours of, of WWE television right now. Uh, so, yeah. I think so. Yeah, television championship. Yep, that's my that's my uh, that's my answer. Our boy's asking um, personal question to answer. If you want, how many friends do you have in the WWE locker room? That's a good question. Um, I have I have, uh, I have a, a fair amount to know what's going on. I'll say that. I just talked to one a few weeks ago. Um that is um, pretty high in the rankings right now. I'll say that. I'll say that. That is uh that's that's what I'll say about that yeah. Um all right. All right, so let's jump right into the headlines real quick. Uh foley. So so okay. So Foley thinks he was uh, uh interviewing um on the Press Slam podcast and he said that uh overall his uh he feels that his uh w his pro wrestling career is overrated. So I mean, you know, him and Flair got into it <laughs> about a dozen years ago. Flair calling him a glorified stuntman uh what do y'all think? What, what, what do y'all think? Um, you know,
1: you know, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm say this. No, I'm gonna say this on that. Yeah, what you and think? I, I met both men, and I've I worked. Uh, I've met both men. I worked shows with both of them. I'm more of a Foley fan than Flair. I mean, Flair is great, but the Flair fan, Foley's a glorified stuntman. But then there's other people like Bret Hart, who said publicly, was even told me and other people. Flair had the same match. Now, Flair had the similar match, the same match in his later years. And we know Flair worked Broadways and had a lot of different style matches in his younger younger years, which is Flair was always like 50 years old as his kids. So it's kind of like,
2: yeah.
1: you can't really say that about Foley because Foley was known as a hardcore legend, but Foley also did pretty good matches just in a regular basis. So what do you have to say, Flair, about you having the same match with Sting, with Steamboat or the same formula I should say. You know? So that, yeah. that that's what I see today. You know, I respect <laughs> <saying> that. <laughs> real, quick, real quick, real
3: quick. Hold on, Evan, I'm sorry to interrupt. Wild wow, boy said sure. that's the first time I ever saw you have a sip on the podcast. Well, I don't drink alcohol. Uh, if I if I do it's it's like very rare, maybe once a year. Um this is orange juice actually. It's in there. Uh, you don't see it, but um I'm a fan of orange juice. Uh so right now I'm sipping orange juice. Uh when I'm done with this, I'm going to be sipping some water. So those are my two bevs for the uh for the pancakes and power slam show with my WrestleMania uh thirty four new Nolans uh souvenir cup here. So yeah. Some good old OJ. So thank you for thank you for noticing that I took a sip on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: oh I'll, I'll
1: no! You, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I <laughs> was well, no, no, just saying I, I can't really, Flair can't really say that for Fully. because Flair had the same matches too at times. But you know, we are no featherstone Stone, only these drinks that the Holy Wine, of the Great Juice, the Church from communion, sounds. Hey, come on! Nothing coming up Yes, that. But uh, orange juice and H two O. Holy water, that's
2: right. Yeah, well, I'm
1: absolutely. drinking the jelly um, juice and drinking some Coca-Cola right now, so, yeah,
3: <laughs> you know. Uh, you're drinking that sugar. Yeah,
1: that sugar, exactly. <laughs> it's like
3: Grandma and Grandpa say so back in oh, you, you drink, you're drinking all that sugar. <laughs> Another sugar,
1: yep. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I have a mountain I have a Mountain Dew fix every now and then, man. Mountain Dew is uh, is is awesome to me. Uh, every now. I used to drink Mountain Dew all the time, but I'm I'm cutting back on my uh he
2: my does. sugar
3: intake. So uh You guys water. are for this. But I tell you what, I love lemonade though. I love flavored lemonade. Oh some good peach lemonade. Some raspberry oh, I'm a lim- I am like a lemonade connoisseur.
1: Well
3: you, you marking I love out you marking out over lemonade. I am mark that's a you are that's exactly right. I am marking out over lemonade, right? So good lemonade though. Good lemonade, like it has to be really good quality. Like all of my all of my friends know that I judge a rest. see, it's funny. Funny funny thing. Here's an axe Chris personal personal uh question. Inside the world <laughs> of Chris here, uh, I judge a restaurant, A good restaurant. I judge them by two things. I judge, I mean, of course, good food, sure, but I, I, I critically judge a good restaurant based on, based on two things: the goodness of their lemonade and the cleanliness, cleanliness of their bathrooms. Those are the two things that I judge restaurants by. If you got good lemonade and if your bathrooms are clean. If both of those are, if it's just one, I'll say, eh, you know, I may come back. But if you have good lemonade and clean bathrooms, there's a good chance you'll see me again. All right. so Wait a minute. Uh, so let's get. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think Mick Foley's career was overrated. I understand that, you know, he's, you know,
1: a lot of times
3: you're going. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times you're on your but, own You're your but you own know, worst critic
1: Foley, right. Foley has said before He's extremely Yeah, and we, 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 We're frauds at to this too With what we do Foley is extremely hard on herself And that's the thing yep. he said That he has to work on And because Foley is extremely yep. hard on himself You know, he's the to thing his career is over Come on And, and, and so this real quick Foley is the is the patriarch and the predecessor for the CM Punk, for the Daniel Ryans, because WWE, he was not nowhere near WWE mode, and WWE basically was forced. There you go. He's uh, <laughs> drinking that lemonade. <laughs> WWE was forced to give him the title, the despite how he looked, you know. No. So they had to give him credit.
2: hmm
1: Oh so, yeah, okay, I'm gonna you this, G H P. You know who i likes Dot that, Dr Pepper. A J Styles. I I don't like that anything. Sucralose and aspartame is the devil. But he uh, he said dot Dr Pepper greater than Coke, greater than lemonade. So we're gonna let you handle with G H P. But yes, A J Styles does love diet Dr Pepper. A little quick I'm uh, trivia set. Y'all yeah. can't see me yet, so I got this Coca Cola twenty ounce. Twenty ounce of sugar.
3: <laughs> the Coca Cola, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, uh yes, yeah.
3: strawberry lemonade. Absolutely. Uh lemonade fiend, yes, uh Absolutely. I am. Uh, yes, peach lemonade. I don't know if you uh, where are you from, Zed? Um Logan's Steakhouse? Oh, has some of the best peach lemonade I have ever tasted in my life. Oh my lord! <laughs>
1: <Woo>. <laughs>
3: stuff. Great stuff. Logan Steakhouse, pancakes,
1: uh, power and orange juice.
3: the show, actually. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, we talked about Jericho. His original plans for All In. He was talking about how. Uh Cody called him like three or four times and put things. Uh he was he he denied, you know, he declined them, Uh eliminated power slam. So yeah. I like pancakes too though. I love, I love pancakes. Um so but yeah. A of a um so 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 Jericho, uh I like waffles too. I, I like waffles too. Um uh Chicago. Okay, so Zay, you're from Chicago. Um Oh, good question. X Chat, ask Chris. I have a trivia question. What state has hosted the most manias? Hmm. Hmm.
1: It's not Ohio.
3: No, it's not Ohio. Ohio's
1: uh, hosted <laughs> zero manias.
2: <laughs> zero.
1: I can't
3: talk. I'm right with from Baltimore. Zero. I mean, no. I mean, oh. You know, <laughs> Early 90s was, was in uh, New York MSG That's over
2: um,
3: two was like in, years It was in, it was in the tri-cities It was in Chicago It was in LA And it was in uh, Uniondale um, Florida's had Florida's had like two Like three So like two Orlandos And Miami If I'm not mistaken Maybe Cali. No. They don't. They haven't. I mean, they went out west. They went to San Jose That's for 31. Question. That's a good question. San Jose for 31. Um, but they don't go out west a lot anymore because of the pyro and just the, the dark type of feel to it. They went in Seattle for 19, I believe, was in Seattle. Um. Is that right? Was 19 in Seattle. Let me check
1: and see. Yeah, we're well, at Seattle, Washington. Right underrated. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the second goal. That's goal number two. Yeah, like 19,
3: too. 17, uh, one goal, 19, to two. two in LA, yeah, two in Let's oh. go. Okay, so. Cali. So people are saying Cali.
1: I think so, because uh, you got cool. LA.
3: 12 was in Anaheim. Okay.
1: Anaheim.
3: Hmm. So, Callie, looks like Callie may be the answer. Good question, Rob. Uh, okay, so let's go into Michael's coming out of retirement. What do you all think about that? Michael's coming out of retirement. Uh, okay, so real quick, the Jericho thing, uh, Bernard the Bear, he 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 was supposed to attack Kota Bushi and there were some uh, talks Um. Okay, so Lexi, yes, I'll get your final question. Um, uh, he uh, there were some talks. So Matt Jackson kind of joked maybe that Batista was going to be Bernard de Beret too. There were some talks. So that, that, that I found that found that pretty interesting, but I, I don't know if he he was for real about it. But uh, that would have been interesting, but. Uh, Jericho declined to Bernard Bear because he was supposed to attack Kota Ibushi. He didn't want to do that. And so uh, there were some other things that came up with. And then uh, Nick Jackson actually came up with the idea of – because he wanted to attack Kenny Omega. So Jericho came up with the Kenny Omega versus Penta match. Nick said, you know, came up with the idea that he should dress as Penta. And so there you go. So that was interesting. Uh, Michael's coming hey, up with a match. Um, maybe – um Saudi Arabia thing, so that might chicken? even that might not even be on the network. So we'll see. Um, Rob said That's California had six. Okay, there you go.
1: California, yep. Yeah. Yep. California.
3: Um. So we'll see if Michaels come out of retirement. He's supposed to come out in a tag team match. I think we'll talk about that more as it unveils, especially if it's official. Then we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um. If it's a tag team match, uh, you know it's been eight eight and a half years almost since he's been out in a match. Um, it's hard for anyone to say that they actually stay retired. Actually, Austin and, and 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 Michaels are like the only two people who really actually retired and stayed. At Edge, but he but physically he he can't come back.
2: So, Edge can't do nothing.
3: Um, and then Callis talking about how, you know, he was talking about his all-in experience, how much he loved it, but he was talking about how, I mean, Don, uh, you know, big big uh, shout-out to Don Callis. He was talking about, you know, how people like, you know, he he puts Su-Young so over. He loves Su-Young. So I mean, Su-Young so is one of the top names in, in Impact right now. Um, But he feels like heels like Su-Young and things like that, they shouldn't be like pandering to the fans doing their merch tables um which I agree with. I, I respect that. Um to him still liking K which I think uh should be the case. Alright, let me go real quick. Um, okay, so some good questions here. Let me let me just zoom zoom through this real quick. Uh, okay, Lexi, with VKM relaunch and XFL set to the in 2020, meaning retirement from WWE, which hasn't been confirmed yet, uh, and Triple H crowned to take the reins, who would, uh, who would like to come back to creative? Uh, probably Tommy Dreamer. I think uh, I've heard some really good things about Tommy Dreamer uh, on the creative side. I've, I've heard some really good things from numerous people.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I also had
3: uh, Mike Bucci on the show Uh, Simon Dean um, uh, I I would probably put him up there too As far as working on a creative team Uh, Part 2 and who should retire Uh, I think Kevin Dunn should retire (laughs) I think Kevin Dunn has been there for 30 years And uh, he's been around for a while uh he's you know, he's more a production guy, but as far as creative is concerned. Maybe maybe Michael Hayes. I think Michael Hayes has been there for a while too. Uh from what I've heard he's done, done a great job, but you know. You know, give him a nice check on on his way out to retire. Uh retire amicably, nothing bad. Just you know, just retire. You know, enjoy. Um Gabriel saying cool Cup, thank you much. Uh, there's a couple more questions. I'm a chef. Uh, what meal would go great with your lemonade? Steak and broccoli. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Steak and broccoli with peach lemonade, ladies and gentlemen. i do it for you. Oh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. What pay-per-view do you see? The World Heavyweight Chan- uh, title main eventing. Um... Hmm. World heavyweight title main event. Oh, that's a good question because universal titles usually main event. Oh goodness. <laughs> probably, probably none this year. Uh, a no. storyline standpoint. I don't see any this year. Uh, maybe a rumble, but no. Maybe a minor pay per view, uh, if if at all something this year. But yeah, that's a good question, especially with the dual brand. It's hard for the WWE championship to. It may even anything. Uh okay, let's see, let's see this see. Alright, is that all for the questions for now? I think. So. Oh, GSP. For the past couple of months, WWE has been doing ten plus pay-per-view matches. What do you think the card is why do you think the card is small this time around? Maybe longer matches, which I hope that's the case. Um, I definitely hope that's the case. Gabriel, yes I agree, you know what Gabriel I'm Putting you over man I'm putting you, do you see that? You can do a bracket on jobbers that deserve the push Oh that's good too, Remember, uh, t- tweet that to me That's a good one uh, Gabriel is saying I need a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees I actually have a shirt pro wrestling, uh, Pancakes and Power Slam show actually has A Pancakes and Power Slam show Shirt that I need to promote So if you all want to buy one Let me know um, tweet me at Chris Prolific. message me on Facebook. Uh, let me know. Contact me and uh, I buy one. But I want everybody who's uh, listening right now and everybody who is uh, in the chat room uh, tweet pro wrestling tees. Let's 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 uh, come as a unit. Tweet pro wrestling tees. Give them the the pancakes and power slams link. And I think they put my show over, show over once, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, uh, yeah, hoodies, too. That's a good – that's a, that's good. Yes, Lexi. I like it. I like it. I'm going to get some hoodies, too. I got T-shirts now, but I'm going to get the hoodies. It's perfect. All right. Um, yeah, tweet the Pro Wrestling Tees. All right? Tweet them. Put my show over. Give them a link and say uh, you should put P&P on Pro Wrestling Tees. Absolutely. I agree. Come on, y'all. We need some, we need some collectiveness on this one to get, uh, uh, PNP, uh, my, put my catchphrase on the T. Yes. You know what our catchphrase is, Gabriel, uh, do it for you. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, seriously though. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, Tweet that to uh, to Pro Wrestling Tees, and so I can uh, uh, start selling some P and P shirts on PW, PWT baby. All right, so all right, so that's it. All right, so what what grade would you give Raw and SmackDown? Raw and SmackDown. Let's just do it together. Thank you. We uh, we support you. I love it, man. Thank you um, very much. You guys not, are
1: awesome. SmackDown was um, yeah. SmackDown was C plus. You know, I mean, uh, AJ Styles Como uh, AJ Styles' promo I thought was well. Uh, I, I like what they're doing with Orton. Empty where he's Arena promo. Trying to, yeah, <laughs> the, a, AJ's promo was good. Uh, I like what they're doing with Orton where he's trying to erase, basically, kind of like being a, a new version of The Legend Killer where he's going at that, all the basically heroes. And he's the basically ultimate villain trying to get rid every, of every good guy that the fans love. So, kind of like that. Um, yeah. Raw. Uh, uh, we C plus, we minus in a way. I i say about C plus. It, it was okay. I mean I I, I like, I, like I, I love uh Drew, Drew and Ziggler's champs. That's a little bad for the B team. Last season, yeah, in like' when we go rush out some out. Uh the whole Strowman's is talking. We said it I said it for a week, Strowman's talking too much. And it's yeah, you're going to hell, everything with hell in the cell, you're going to hell, I'm going to take you straight yeah. to hell, everything <laughs> he did is every gig, he's going to hell, take you straight to hell, and and, and Reigns, you know, the ending was just okay, Was a lot of booze for this one, I'm sorry, uh, Reigns nope. was getting shit more, well, we he was getting more booed Rains was booked as a heel, but you want him as a face and Strowman retaliates but then he gets But like, what are you doing with, 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 with Ron's face time? Renee Young was cool right. but she was too robotic, because robotic, I love her on the free shows and post game post game shows she's more herself. She boxed and actually mm-hmm. uh actually was happy. I <laughs> love how she actually cheered for Finn and closed oh, up you can't do that. She's like, Oh I'm sorry, I thought that was funny, but
2: on, yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Cole,
1: Rep re- Renee Young. No cheering. What? That's something you should have said uh, off
3: cam- uh, in off air. You know,
2: that's, that's cool. that
1: everybody standing up talking. It's like uh, we need King Booker back on the on the commentary. That's what we need. Booker. Uh, right. yeah, and those fake cops. It's like come on. Can you get any gross yeah. looking cops? It, it, Triple A yep. segment was okay, you see him on his face like Tom's 34. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. we're we going to see combos every week. Everyone takes turns. Undertaker's talks Next week, it's ship weights, Then it's Undertaker. Then it's ship weights. So it's like, it's got to be a no-DQ yeah. match because, I mean, be it wrong. has to be. But anyway, that's, that's, that's uh-huh. my thoughts of loss right now.
3: Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, uh, that SmackDown was okay. SmackDown was like a C plus. Uh, Raw was a C minus to me. Raw dragged to me. It wasn't uh, very, uh, you know. I, I I do like how WWE's weaving uh, um, storylines throughout the show now. I, I do like that. I, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the showdown between Reigns and Strowman at the end was like, like, mm-hmm. you know, so. It wasn't that exciting. Triple H's promo was just—I mean, he—he—he he, he always cut great promos, but it didn't—you know—really do much. Um, I like the Foley addition to the Hell in a Cell match; that was good. His his segment was Eli- with Elias was probably one of the best things of the night. Rousey, man—they gotta quit having her on the show every week. Wrestling—they gotta—they have to stop doing that because she's starting to show her weaknesses more and more. They're supposed to accentuate her strengths, hide her weaknesses. That's the reason why she was so good at Mania and even decent at Money in the Bank. But they haven't her Raw. And, um, no, they have to stop doing that. Like, people are starting to even boo-rousy now. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens when yeah. you overexpose someone. They, they, why, how could you not get that, WWE? I don't understand it. You're overexposing Ronda Rousey. People are starting to say, "Oh, well, the mystique is starting to go away." So I'm going to boo because the 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 element of of, of surprise or uh, the mystique, the, the the kind of aura is is, is going. So it, it, yeah. it, it's like um, right. one
1: Rousey's going to break somebody's arm. Um, Bill Lewitt. Yeah.
2: She, she yeah, I like yeah,
1: what she was doing. But she comes out yeah. one, I can't stand her theme music, that's just me. But she comes out, nobody <laughs> cared to say, like, okay, you know, you just would have thought you know, I don't know, the rock squad came out. Nobody was really that much happy. And then two, dang, Mickey James getting jobs. It's like Mickey James is like a multiple time and I get it. I get that yeah. you gotta put people over. But it's like, and I I even sent this tweet out. Some of my buddies, I might even hit you up. I said, Man, I remember when Mickie James was legit. This woman's a multi-time women's Divas Champion. She's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yep. And then you just basically have her job to Ronda Rousey. And that'd be funny. That's something that I mean, Alexa Bliss could have did Or I, I get this all the work, but still, it's just Mickie James. She's in that. Yeah. Is this. It's like angle in a way. It's, like yeah, it's been tough. tough he...
3: She's a hall of fame. She has a hall of fame resume, but she just keeps put, putting people over. That's sad. Smackdown was okay. I liked. uh I, said, I like our truth. I've I've uh, I've said that many times. Um uh, oh, I and, about yeah I i truth. Yeah, I've I'm a big r truth guy, and I'm like you know what? I was looking. I was looking at this match against. Uh, yeah, a growl face. People are saying yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I think I think our uh, truth. You know what, man? Hey, why don't you give the WWE championship to our truth, ladies and gentlemen? I, I said it. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Make our truth the, the WWE champion. All right, because uh, he's you know Ryback said something long a while ago, probably a couple of years ago. He's like people always love Ryback. He said he noticed that when he was there. I mean, he people lo- love our truth. He was like, uh, man. Listen, he's he's likable. He said the fans love him. They always love him, other than this time when he was a heel. But he gets he gets the fans in it all the time. He's he's just a stable person. He's a staple. He's a staple name for WWE. Why not give him? a uh, – I agree, with him. He should have won. Excuse but you know he's hilarious, man. Give him. Give our truth to WWE champion. Hashtag r truth for champ.
1: There in you go. in New Orleans,
3: last song, he was with me. Uh, Rick Rude, the Missy Link, Red Rooster, Johnny Valiant. <laughs> this person the was not part of the Heenan family. Who was that? All right. Uh, All right, so let's do the flavor of the week. We'll probably get past, we'll probably get through one round this week and probably continue it next week. So uh, that's
0: what we are going to do. Let's jump right into it. Here we go.
3: It is now time for the flavor of the week. Uh, The question was um, Rick Rude. So, A, Rick Rude, B, The Missing Link, C, The Red Rooster, or D, Johnny Valiant. Which one of those was not a member of the Heenan family? This person was not a member of the Heenan family. That is the uh, that is the question. Okay. Somebody said Red Rooster. That is incorrect. The Red Rooster was part of the Heenan family. How about that? All right, so here is uh, Zed. Johnny Valiant. Johnny Valiant was not a member of the Heenan family. Uh, all right. Delete. Here we go. Here is the bracket. The bracket. All right, let's get right. Let's get started right into the matches, ladies and gentlemen. Um first one. The Islanders. So these are all nineteen eighties WWE teams that never won a WWE tag team championship. Alright. So the Islanders versus the Freebirds. The Islanders oh. versus the Freebirds.
1: Freebirds. You got
3: Um, yeah, I think this one's
1: pretty easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty unanimous, actually. Never won WWE? Yep.
3: Looks like the Freebirds. The Freebirds. All right, next we have the Young Stallions <laughs> versus
1: Oh, man. Classic. The Rocker.
3: Young Stallions versus the Rockers.
1: What we got. Uh,
3: I think this well, one
1: is <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think this one is unanimous too, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Midnight Rockers. That's the AWA version, not the WWE version. <laughs> okay, so the Rockers uh, advances. Next, we have the Bushwhackers versus the Bolsheviks.
2: The Bolsheviks.
3: Oh. <laughs> I remember them. The Bolsheviks, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. The
2: Bolsheviks.
3: Um, all right. So who we got? Okay, we got a couple Bolsheviks. Okay. Wait, Bushwhackers and then Bolsheviks and then Bushwhackers? Wow, it's kind of in the middle. Slightly. Got a tiebreaker. Slightly Bushwhackers.
2: Okay.
1: Wait, did Lexi just say
2: Slightly, slightly Bushwhackers.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so the Bushwhackers. All right, so last one for this round uh is The Machines versus Rhythm and Blues. The Machines versus Rhythm and Blues. What you got? Machines versus rhythm and blues. Ah, really? Okay. Rhythm and blues. Okay. They beat the machines, ladies and gentlemen. I was a, I was a fan of the uh, machines when I was a kid. I loved the angle <laughs> that he didn't had no clue that Andre was. Uh, well, he he knew. That Andre was a giant machine, but uh, Andre uh, held his identity because he was supposed to be suspended, and he came under a mask. It was, it was super cool. Okay. All right, so this is what we got, ladies and gentlemen, for next week, the final four. We got Rhythm and Blues, the Bushwhackers, the Rockers, and the Freebirds. So uh, that is awesome. That will be for next week. All right. So without further ado, let's jump right into um, the uh Helen Cell predictions, real quick, as we as we head out. Okay. Uh, let's jump. All right. So what are your predictions? Um, let's go to Daniel and Bree against Ms. And Maurice. Miss do We got Evan.
1: Uh, give it to the Miz. Keep
3: the heat going. Isn't Maurice? Uh, I can see that too. I can see Maurice pinning Bree.
1: Um, and
3: eventually, you
1: know. is not believable.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: I do. Yeah, I'll put that email you address know, at the end. Remind me. Um, people saying D Bry and Bree, Mrs and Misses. Uh, pretty. pretty little. All right, so let's zoom through these. Uh, I, yeah, AJ Styles and Joe. Who you got? WWE Championship.
1: I wish Joe, but they're gonna keep it on Styles. For some reason, they just don't want Joe to be champ.
3: Yeah, I can see Styles too. Bruce F. Day against uh, the New Day. Who you got? Receive day, uh, give the tag
1: team. Uh, I, I mean, New day. New day doesn't need New Day doesn't need the titles. I mean, they're they're so over right now. Give it the receive
3: day. I uh, see. It's hard for me. I I don't ever agree with that concept. I think I think someone not needing the titles. Is, I understand it when it comes to being over, but I think people always need the titles. Uh, uh, you know, Welcome to the Usos,
1: uh, man. They wrestlers don't want to hear
3: them. All right, so uh, Reigns and Strowman. Who you got?
1: Uh, the big dog, uh, the big dog. They're, they're not they're, they're not giving they're not giving the title to Strowman or no Hell in Sophie to do. we'll probably end in a no contest right.
2: if you should you yeah.
1: keep Strowman strong just have them both get knocked out like a double KO like a Dragon Ball V but he just can't get up uh, we'll see how hey, I want to sell inside the
3: house. Uh, yeah, I got I a got Uh Rousey and Bliss, who you got?
1: Uh, Rousey's going to keep the title. Uh, yeah, Rousey. Rousey no, won the title. And, and no. the, I mean, Bliss is cool, but just keep it on Rousey.
3: Hardy versus Orton, Hell in a Cell. i
1: was surprised they meet the actual Hell in a Cell match and not meet the uh, both title match and Hell in a Cell. Uh, give it to Orton. Uh Orton Orton needs something new. Gosh, he's been stale for the past two, three years. I love Orton. Wear his little hoodie. Give it to Orton. Keep the heat going. Have him in the feet, brother.
3: Yeah, I see Orton too. Um 'cause maybe hard, I can see Hardy leaving
1: for for a while. Uh No, he's to gonna jump off the cage. If it ain't if it ain't Shane uh, yeah. McMahon, it's gonna be Jeff Hardy. Flair versus,
3: yeah, Flair versus Lynch.
1: Uh I'm for the hills, man. Give her the Lynch. Give me something new. How many times are you going to see Flair's champ? Uh, I mean, she's great, but give her the Lynch.
3: I think they continue the this. Um, Flair, maybe maybe Flair, uh, snap, maybe like a DQ thing. Um, Alright, real quick. Ziggler McIntyre versus Rollins Ambrose. you got
1: it. Keep it on. War dogs, dogs of war, whatever you call them. McIntyre, <laughs> Ziggler. Keep them with yeah, you. I Keep them in champ, they, they're the champs, man. They're the best. One of the best things going on today. When we the Ambrose, he just be Ambrose is lost. He's like a purgatory. He's like a lost puppy just running around for no reason. Give him something to
3: do. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brandy's asking real quick. Ask Chris Triple H or Undertaker had a better career. Uh, I'll go the Undertaker. Undertaker. Gemini, WrestleMania. Absolutely. Alright ladies and gentlemen uh, Thank you to Mike Knox uh, We got more Mike Knox for next week too Part 2 of his interview um, Awesome stuff man So go to iTunes Again tweet uh, The uh, Pancakes and Power Slam show Tweet about it uh, uh, Thank you so much for your support Continue to tweet about the Pancakes Power Slam show Subscribe on iTunes So you can hear all the interviews Have a, uh, Leave a positive review there uh, Tweet Put my uh, my my shirt over my pancakes and Power Sam shirt over as well. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll drop my email in the chat um, for for orders. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Mike Knox again, uh, and of course, as always, Evan Seck Prout under the Matt Radio. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is three hundred and thirty-seven episodes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, pancakes and Power Sams. Fans are the best fans in the world. Hashtag P and P Nation. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless and always remember. I God bless you all. Have a good night. Bye. Good night, guys. Love
1: y'all.